Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for life. We thank you for the opportunity to live to see another day. We thank you for qualifying us. We thank you for selecting us. We thank you for choosing us. We thank you for preferring us. We come into this discussion tonight. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our midst tonight in our discussion. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Psalm 136, and I read, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him by that wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and the stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that smoothed the Egypt, the Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endured forever. To him that brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endured forever. With a strong arm and with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endured forever. To him who divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endured forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endured forever but overthrew Pharaoh and his hosts in the Red Sea for his mercy endureth forever. To him that smote great kings for his mercy endureth forever and slew the famous kings for his mercy endureth forever. Shidon king of the Amorites for his mercy endureth forever. The Gog and Gog the king of Bashan for his mercy endureth forever and gave their land for an inheritance, for his mercy endured forever, even an heritage unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endured forever, who remembered us in our low estate, for his mercy endured forever, and had redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercies endured forever, who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endured forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven for his mercy endureth forever. I've fallen in love with this psalm and I'm sure it was so that the psalmist used to sing. So anytime the psalmist declares something that God did, he says for his mercy endureth forever. Let us never underestimate the mercies of God because the reason why I'm saying all that I've been thinking but I've always been thinking but um, it's just interesting how God is able to deal with all of us. Sometimes you are at work or at church or even among your siblings, your family members. People are so different and sometimes it can be so annoying and everybody seeing life in a different way and God is able to tolerate and flow with all of us. I say, wow, no wonder he is God. 
and it's just amazing how God appreciates all of us. He loves all of us. It's, it's some of us who can only love certain kinds of people. So generally, if you look at the personalities, um, what the sanguines like, the phlegmatics, and I think the cholerics like the melancholic, if I'm, if I'm getting it right. So generally, if you look, you like certain types of people. Some of us, we like those who are outgoing. Some of us, we like introverts. Some of us, we like... But this God likes everybody so and he loves us equally. It's it's amazing. It's, it's really, really amazing. So tonight we are continuing our study on for your learning or for our learning. And we have been perusing Romans 15 verse 3 when Paul teaches us that the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning that we, through the patience and the comfort of scripture, might happen. And we have been looking at characters in the, in the Bible, particularly characters that we, are, we do not praise. And we are looking at six characters. I think we have done three so far. And tonight we are looking at the fourth character that God wants us to study. And as I said in previous episodes, if you look at the book of Jude, Jude gives us three people too that we should not follow. He says, don't follow the, the greed of Balaam, the error of Cain, and the rebellious nature of Korah. So there are certain things that we must not do. It is not always about the things we do, but the things that we must not do. And I love the Bible so much, as I always say, in the past questions to life. And I love something that Paul said. He said that no temptation has come to you except that which is common to man. Paul is letting us know that all of us, we are going to solve the same questions in life. So the earlier we start solving the past questions, the better for us. So Paul is letting us know that this temptation that we are going through, nothing would God bring your way except that which is common to man. So meaning that we are going to see the same questions. We are writing the same syllables. <laughs> so it's very important for us not to take for granted the past questions that God has given us in the scriptures, in the 66 books that he moved holy men to document. And tonight we are looking at another interesting man. Hey, I think so far we have looked at men. No, we did Vashti. Vashti was not a man. So that I will not be attacked as... <laughs> so the next guy we want to look at is no other than Mr. Gehazi, Gehazi, the servant of the prophet. It's a very interesting character that God wants us to learn from. So let's go to 2 Kings 5, verse 20 following. 2 Kings chapter 5. If you have your Bible, I'm sure you are holding your phone, so your phone is not far from you, so you can just take your phone and open the Bible up and let's see what the Bible has for us from 2 Kings Chapter 5, the verse number 20 following. Um, okay, let's just read. So let's start from... So Naaman, the army of the Syrian army, had leprosy. And he came to see the prophet Elisha. And when he came, Elisha did not even come out to look at him. Elisha just said, go to the river Jordan also and dip yourself seven times. And you know, Naaman was angry. And the servant had to tell Naaman that, Charlie, if this prophet had told you something big to do, we say in Ghana, something who shows to do, you would have done it quickly. But this simple thing has asked you to do, and, that, and your pride is not allowing you to do it. And that is a very important statement. And this is the main reason why people have issues with Christianity. Because, especially as Africans, because of our traditional background, we always feel like the demands of God must be who <laughs> must be heavy. But Jesus said that my burden is light. And my yoke is easy. 
So many times people feel like if they go and see a prophet or if a prophecy comes and the prophecy does not tell them something difficult to do, they don't feel like, no, this one, it cannot be from God. That is why many of us undermine the power of praise. Because we ask yourself that I am going through serious crisis and you are telling me to lift up praise. How can praise solve my issue? This same person will be so reluctant to praise. But tell this African man that to wake up at dawn every day and pray for three hours, fast for one year, sacrifice ten goods. The person will do wholeheartedly. But when you tell them the simple things like read your Bible, pray every day, read your Bible, pray every day, go to church, do not forsake the garden of the saints. They just do not appreciate these things. They wonder how would this thing change my life? I need to break free from this addiction. They are telling me to read my Bible and pray every day. But that's not what you are looking at. I think this is something that we must, we must delve into, God willing, another time. So, Renaman actually did the commandment. And the Bible said when he came out of the river after the seventh time, his skin was as fresh as that of a baby. Now, this is where Mr. Gehazi comes. So, in the verse 19, it says, And he said unto him, Go in peace. So he departed from him a little way. That is, Nehemiah departed from the prophet a little way. Now verse 20. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master has spared me Monday's Syria in not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. I like this guy. He says, as the Lord liveth, ah, I will not this man, I will get some seeds of offering from him. Verse 21. So Gehazi followed after Nehemiah, and when Nehemiah saw him running after him, he lighted down from the chariots to meet him, and he said, It's all well? And he said, All is well. My master has sent me, saying, Behold, even come unto me from Mount Ephraim, two young men of the sons of the prophet. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver, and two changes of garment. And Nehemiah said, Be content. Take two talents, he urged him, and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments, and laid it upon his servants, and they bare them before him. And when they came to the tower, he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house, and let the men go, and they departed. But he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said unto him, Whence thou comest, Gehazi? And he said, Thy servant went nowhere. Mr. Gehazi. And he said unto him, Went not my heart with thee when the man turned again from his child to meet thee? Is it the time to receive money and to receive garments and olive yards and vine yards and sheep and oxen and maid servants and maid servants? The leprosy be therefore of Neman shall cling unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went from his presence as a leper, as white as snow. Wow. This story is a very interesting story. So the reality that there are many lepers that are in town, that some of them are definitely descendants from Gehazi. And as we have shared on this podcast, several people's lives are affected by those they are associated with. It's something we cannot do anything about. And as I always say, he that walks with the wise shall be wise. So just by merely walking with a wise person, automatically you'll be wise, whether you like it or not, whether you recognize it or not. 
And last week when we were doing something, we perused this subject. But now let's look at this man Gehazi. And as usual, we are going to learn three things from Gehazi. Listen to this past question. Because it is common to man. Everybody in life will be asked these past questions. And the first thing we want to learn is from the verse 26. Something interesting that the man of God, Elisha said, he said, and he said unto him, Went not my heart with thee, when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee. Now listen to the past question. Is it the time to receive money, to receive garments, and olive yards, and vineyards, sheep, and oxen, and manservants, and maidservants? This is the thing we want to learn. Notice the response of the prophet. He's asking Gehazi, that Mr. Gehazi, this is not the time for you to be receiving offerings when you go and preach. <laughs> this is not the time to be receiving honorarium. This is not the time to be telling people to come and sow into your life. This is not the time to receive or to harvest the fruit of your labor because you are not done labor. And this is very important. And this is a question that life will throw at us. And what is the question? The prophet Elijah was not angry that Gehazi received things from the man of God. But the reason why he was angry was that this is not the time to be receiving gifts. And this is an important lesson in life. We need to know when to do what in life. That is very important. So the only reason why the Bible told us in Proverbs to go to the ant and consider the ways of the ant, the wisdom of an ant is that the ant knows when to sow and when to harvest, when to eat and when to save, when to spend and when to save. That is the wisdom of an ant. So the prophet told Gehazi, this is not the time to be receiving honorarium. Honorarium is not evil. Honorarium is not bad. And for those who receive, they will quote Paul and they will tell you that if I have sown spiritual things into you, shouldn't I also receive of the canal things? Of course, you are supposed to receive of them canal things. But the issue that Gehazi missed is that this is not the time. Brethren, I'm sounding biblical. Brethren in the Lord, we would always be faced with issues where we have to do things which are not necessarily wrong, but the timing is the issue. So the only reason why the people or the tribe of Issachar were leaders of the Jews at that time was because they knew the times and the seasons. If you don't know the times and the seasons, you are not a wise person. Because the only reason why the ant is wise, because the ant knows that if it is raining today, it's not always going to rain. So let me harvest and let me store. Because a time is going to come when there will be no more rain. As simple as this truth is, is the reason why many of us, especially in Africa, we are poor and people are rich. The difference between a rich man and a poor man is that a rich man knows when to do what. I remember when I was doing my national service, I was amazed by my mates. When I was doing my national service, my mom was still giving me good money. So I was getting good money from my mom at the same time national service allowance. And I was amazed at people who were not getting good money from their parents, but were only getting money from their national service. And still, they could afford certain things in life. And I'm like, ah, neither I'm getting too money. <laughs> I can't afford to buy this type of TV. I can't afford to buy this type of food. The issue is owning this TV is not wrong. 
owning this type of phone is not wrong. Buying these gadgets are not wrong. The issue has to do with the timing that you buy. As simple as it is, it is what differentiates between a rich person and a poor person who went to see and went to spend. That is why many people do not understand why rich men buy wasteful things, but yet they are rich. I remember some time ago, a, a man took his daughter to France just to go and buy ice cream, and they came back. And I think the, the daughter also posted it on social media. And you can imagine the reaction that, hey, when, God, when? Will I also just take a plane, not a car, a plane, a private plane? He went to France and buy ice cream. At that time of his life, he can afford to do this. But 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it would have been foolish of him to do it, even if he had the means to do it. So the only reason why Gehazi missed it, it was because he did not know the time to receive honorary and the time to say no to honorary I remember some years ago when I was in school, the only advice, the only thing my mom and my parents used to worry about is learn, no, learn, no, learn, no, learn. No. There were only two advice they used to give, learn and don't follow bad friends. And for my sister, it was three. Learn, don't follow bad friends, no boyfriend. <laughs> for me, they didn't have no girlfriend. And I noticed something interesting, that when my sister was doing a national service, Anytime my mom called, the conversation changed. It was no more learn, no follow bad friends, no boyfriend. It was now, when am I seeing your boyfriend? I'm like, hey, is this the same woman <laughs> who was always on my sister? No boy, so don't go and visit boy, so no. This same woman that was saying no boyfriend is now on my sister's case. That when is she bringing a boy home? And the interesting one, my sister had a boyfriend, but she just did not tell my mom. So at a point, it was just annoying. So my sister had to say, yeah, there's somebody. And I remember the funny thing that happened was that my sister sent the picture to my mom. And the picture was a half, like, it was just from the waist up. My mom called and said, ah, you are sending me a picture. You are sending me a half picture. I want to see the full body. I was in the room. I laughed. So you realize that the advice about no boy was only relevant for a particular time in life. There's a season where the only word you need from God is no boyfriend. <laughs> But it's a last season that the same God who was saying no boyfriend will be saying yes boyfriend. So the issue is not about the boyfriend or not. The issue is about the timing of life. That is why Ecclesiastes says that there is a time for everything. And many things, especially when it comes to weights, weights are not necessarily sins, but weights are things that are done in the wrong time. Right now, the advice my mom gives to me has changed. Those days, it was school, school, school. Learn, learn. I remember an instance where I was, I think, the term before, I was third or fourth in class. And the following term, I dropped to the seventh. I will never forget that night. What my mom did to me. Huh? Oh, Jesus. I think after that, I went to join the science and math quiz. Actually, I have changed. But now, there is nothing about education in my, in my discussion with my mom. <laughs> but what has changed? I am in a new season of life. And this past question, we will be asked of it. There will be times in your life offers would come. Those offers are not wrong, but the timing of the offers is the issue. So the prophet told Gehazi, this is not the time to tell people to sow into your life. Dear minister of God, eh? because puppets are collecting seed, you do want to collect seed, please, relax. <laughs> relax, relax, eh? 
Relax, relax. Get has a me, a whole me, Elisha. I am not taking seed from Nima. And you are saying, as long as God lives, I will not let this man go. Ah, I will go and really get there. But it is very important for us to appreciate that it is about the timing. That's what makes the difference. And the only reason why the ant is wise is because the ant knows when to do what. The reason why the owner of the Mark Zuckerberg is Mark Zuckerberg is because he was able to look into the future and know that a time is coming where people would need to connect with other people. And he was able to see into the future. So all those who are successful, all those who are billionaires and whatever else, they were people who were able to see into the future and know that a time is coming, that there will be something like Corona. So let me have what we call Zoom. Let me have what we call, what I don't know what they have, Snapchat and all those things. It's about knowing the timing where something happened. So we said that businessmen are men who are able to see seasons and prepare for those seasons. And when those seasons come, they capitalize on those seasons. What did you do with your national service money? What did you do with the time you were students? And I was telling some people that when we are students, are very rich. Generally, like, of course, it depends on the type of house you are coming from. Because when you finish school, you can't go and tell your mother that your toothpaste is finished. So you give your money to buy toothpaste. And it is when you finish that you appreciate how expensive toothpaste is. I remember one day, I was reading there, I was on social media, and someone said, please, it is that time of the month for you to change your toothbrush. And I said, hey, this one doesn't work for me. I realized that it is time I have to change my toothbrush. And you see the way I was calculating how to buy a new toothbrush. I said, hey, common toothbrush. I had to do calculations to know if it would fit into my budget. Hey, mercy. <laughs> but it's very important. And honey, there's going to be that question you face in life. There are going to come times where people will give you very good offers. People will bring you on a radio. People will praise your name. People will give you certain gifts. It's not every gift that you must receive. There's a time to say yes to gifts and a time to say no to gifts. And it's the wisdom who let you know the time for these things. And this is the first past question that Mr. Gehazi is teaching us. The second past question that everybody will be asked is the question about lies. So when this guy came back, that is in the verse 25, he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said unto him, Where thou come Gehazi? And he said, Thy servant went nowhere. Hey, Mr. Gehazi, I don't understand this thing. Because you have been working with this prophet. You know the mysterious things this prophet has been doing. And yet, when he asks you where you are coming from, you did not think twice to know actually this prophet you are seeing. It's a very funny thing. And this one is also another lesson. But since you are doing three lessons, I'll be disciplined and stick to three lessons. But I'll check this inside. The reason why I'm suspecting that Gehazi lied was because he became familiar with the prophet. Because for me, I am standing before Elisha. <laughs> and I have got to collect money. And Elisha is asking me, where are you coming from? I'll say, I did not come from anywhere. <laughs> you know, fear God. <laughs> But I'm sure this guy has been giving Elisha Banku every day. I'm sure Elisha used to eat the Banku pass. Ah, man of God, they're eating Banku like that. And I'm sure he used to watch Netflix and he's laughing. He said, ah, this man of God, huh? So he became, he forgot the strange acts of Elisha, that he could dare lie to the prophet Elisha. And Elisha said, 
when you were there and the man turned towards you, did you feel my presence? Was not my heart with me? That tells us about Gehaz, but that one is a message for next year, 2023. You get there, I'll come back to this portion. But it's very important, lies. You would all get to that crossroad, if I say opportunity. <laughs> That common temptation, that temptation where it's common to man to lie. And we are living in a day and age where people propagate the gospel that if you love them, lie to them. There is no way and there's no situation where lying can be a good thing. And I know people are telling me about Abraham, how he lied that Sarah was his wife. God bless you. (laughs) But we need to appreciate the abominable acts of lies. And in Proverbs, the Bible tells us six things that the Lord hates, and one of them is a lying thumb. But the reason why this is very important is because people do not like the truth. I remember this advice from Paul. He said that people will gather for themselves, teachers will tell them itchy words, because people do not love the truth. And I think in Romans, he said that people will suppress the truth. And don't think about this in terms of the gospel or something. In your own personal life, many of us, we have friends who only tell us the things we want to hear. That is why I remember I shared on this platform about a friend who wanted to do business. And I told a friend that you need X amount of money. I can get you X amount of money, but I will not give you X amount of money because the risk could be too much. And in the case of anything, you will not be able to pay. So instead of giving you X amount, let's divide the X into over six so that I'll be giving it to you small, small, small so that you test the market, you test your product so that as you are going, because if let's say it is thousand cities the person wanted, I'm like, instead of giving you thousand cities at a go, let me give you 200 cities. Make, um, prepare a small sample of your product. Let's sell the 10 and let's see how it will go. And we keep selling that friend was angry with me and I never heard from the friend again. And see, many of us do not like the truth. That is why for many of us, we don't have good friends around us. And this thing is very important as I'm growing. As I'm growing. Because sometimes you look at people who are in positions of leadership and you wonder, don't they see what is going on? No, they don't see. Most of them don't see. Because most of them have surrounded themselves with people who only tell them lies. So many people are not aware of the reality on the ground. And the only time they come across the truth it's like, oh, opposition party is the one saying it. And as opposition there, they will never say anything that is true. Their job is to oppose. So many leaders think that they are doing very well. That is why they get shocked at elections. Because the people they surround themselves with tell them that, yeah, the people will vote for you, even though they know very well that this person will not win the election. And the same thing is in the Bible about the king called Rehab when he wanted to go to Ramot Gilead. The Bible said, and 400 prophets surrounded him. And 400 prophets said, go to Ramot, Gideon and prosper, for the Lord will grant you success. And this guy, and there was a, there was a king, Jehoshaphat, who told Gideon that, I don't believe these 400 prophets. Go and is there not another prophet of the Lord who we may inquire of? And Ahab said something very interesting. He said, there is one Micah the prophet. But for him, I don't like it because he always tells negative things. And this is the same thing people are doing today. I don't like negative energy. I don't know where Ghanaians have started learning these terms from. I don't like bad energy. If you tell people the truth, they call you bad energy. I say, hey, since when the Ghanaians start using terms like bad energy, negative energy, you say, you be there. 
So people are surrounding themselves with people who only tell them what they want to hear. Itchy ears. That is why if you are someone who is used to telling the truth, you'll be very lonely because you'll be seen as a negative person. You'll be seen as a bad energy, as bad vibes because people do not like the truth. It is very difficult to advise people. It's very difficult to correct people. It's very difficult to tell people the truth to their face. They will label you as a negative person. And that's what the mistake, and that is a, a, a question that life would ask you. Because when you become a big man, <laughs> a big woman, when you become a minister of, of what? <laughs> Moon and stars. When you become a minister of galaxies and Milky Ways, and people are telling you lies, will you be able to see through those who are genuinely telling you what is going on the ground? When you become a CEO, a leader, or a captain of an industry, and your workers are being underpaid, would you genuinely know this thing? Or you surround yourself with fellow executives who tell you how for these workers there, they are, they are, how much they are getting is very okay. And these things are things we despise. But Paul tells us that this temptation will come to you because it is common to man. If a lady is in love, it's very difficult. If a young man, you can't let you are wasting your time. You'll be seen as an enemy of love. Are you that kind of person who does not like the truth? Gehazi said, Master. I did not go anywhere. I was in my boys' quarters downloading Revy. How can you lie to your prophet? And many of us, we are living in a lie. Many of us, we are comfortable in a lie. Many of us, we, we, we shut ourselves from people who tell us the truth. I, was, uh, I remember one day at work, I was telling some colleagues that if we left, we always have one person in our corner that can always tell us the truth. So I was telling them that when you are marrying somebody, marry somebody who is bold. So in future, when I become president, my wife, I remember when they were saying something like, hey, so our leaders, do they have spouses? I'm, I'm just imagining there was one day a minister who came to TV and came to say something. And I'm looking at this guy, a very intelligent, handsome young man. Before he became into power, he was saying very sensible things. And this man came on TV, if I mention the statement, who will know him? And this learned man could say something this and the, the, the person was interviewed and said ah honorable are you the one he said yes this is not this and the lady wanted to laugh he said ah honorable he says yes this is not this and I was asking myself so this man when he goes home does the wife lie by him and say Charlie master I didn't know I can't <laughs> I, I, want, I want to know what happens in the bedroom if the wife tells it, and for most of the people, their wife cannot tell them, or their spouses cannot tell them, because they know that this their spouse will never accept the truth. But may God give us people who, when we go to the bedroom after we have come on TV and we have told lies, our spouse can tell us, "Ah, chairman, 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 the thing you said there, <laughs> there is no sense in it, and we will not be offended. May we never be offended." May be people that like the truth. And God is telling you this now because very soon you will meet this question in life and may your response be the truth. The last thing that we learn from, in fact, there are so many things we can learn from Gehazi, from what we just read, but I don't want to give three. We will do one last series, God willing, in 2023, and I'll bring up Mr. Gehazi. The next thing is that this man did not value his position as a servant of the man of God. And just like Judas, look at them. Look at what this guy went to ask for. He said, that is, if you go back to the 
the verse 22. He said, Even now they have come unto Mount Ephraim, two young men of the prophet. I pray thee, give me a talent of silver and two changes of garment. Gehazi, you are going to ask somebody for money, and the thing you can ask for is one talent of silver and two new shirts. Is that how cheap you are? Hey. I'm like, Gehazi, if you are sinning, sin well. <laughs> if you are collecting, collect well. So it is for one silver and two new Gucci shirts or Gucci Dream Window shirts. I don't know which brand that shirt. Tommy Hilfiger shirts. <laughs> one piece of silver and two Tommy Hilfiger shirts. That is what made you sell your position as the next career of the anointing. Remember, Elisha was carrying the anointing of Elijah, the chariot of Israel, the horseman thereof. Elisha was literally the minister of defense of Israel. He was the spiritual military man of Israel. That was the anointing from Elijah. And Gehazi was the next in line. And you see this, if you look at the chapter before, um, the rich woman, um, um, child was sick. And Elisha gave Gehazi the staff. And he told him that when you go, just lay the staff on the child. The child will come back. But when Gehazi went and he laid the staff, the child did not come back. So the prophet himself had to come and stretch himself on the child before the child came back to life. And this is the reason why Gehazi could not heal the child. Because as he was working as the servant of the prophet, he did not value his position. How can you sell your position for one silver and two Tomeo figure shares? How can you do that? So all along, as Elijah was commanding fire, as he was using an axe head to float things, as all the 15 miracles or 30 miracles or so, or recorded miracles of Elijah, Gehazi did not value these things. All he wanted was one silver and two shirts. This is a question that life would ask you. You will get to that point in life where God, where life would ask you a question, Will you value your position as a child of God or you cheaping yourself out for money? When I see people stealing at work, I get sad. Well, how much will you steal? So when you see policemen collecting five cities and ten cities and many of them will be Christians and you are selling your position as a child of God for five Ghana cities. But they'll tell you if they take five cities from ten cars, that's 50 cities, you mathematician, you salute the oil. And what that what many of us do, we don't value our position as children of God. You don't value your faith because your faith is the most precious thing you have. And in your workplace, you'll be asked this question. Where your superiors, where your mates will be doing a shoddy work and they'll tell you, yeah, they are not paying as well, so let's just do something. Your faith will be questioned. And God is giving you a past paper and God is saying, solve this question, solve this question. Because very soon, you'll be asked whether you appreciate your value as a son of God. And in the same question that the devil asked Jesus, he said, all these things I will give you if only you bow down. But remember, this was the man in Colossians. That Bible said, all things were made by him and through him. If Jesus bowed down to the devil, I will shock give and power. <laughs> but Jesus knew you. That I am the uncreated creator. You that are standing there, Lucifer, I created you. But he did not forget. And the funny thing was that Lucifer was not shy to bring up this question. You see, another thing, the questions we are solving right now, they are simple questions. But they don't care. It is in the syllabus of life. 
So whether you think you are a master, you will still solve this question as long as you are writing for the BEC or WASI or A level or whatever level. You still ask you what is photosynthesis. We don't care whether you are a science that must be. Please answer the question: What is photosynthesis? So don't think that you are too big to be asked this question. Whether you value your position as a child of God or you value one silver and two Tommy Hilfiger shirts, you are not too big to be asked this question. And may God give us the grace. May God remind us. May He bring this thing into our remembrance when we are faced with this question of life. We want to just spend some time in prayer. We have learning. We have taken. We have solved questions. Three questions that we have solved today. The question of one: Do you know the time that you are supposed to do what you are supposed to do? There is a time to marry. There is a time to be single. There is a time to kill. I, and I saw that one. I said, "Hey, Mister Preacher, there is a time to kill, <laughs> and there is a time to spare their rod or spare their sword. There is a time to build." Especially we as Ghanaians, there's a time to save. There's a time where you must be you must be crazy about saving, and there's a time you must spend before top the money. <laughs> there's a time you must invest. There's a time you must withhold. The time you must give. Do you know the season of life you are in? Do you know which season of life you are in? And the only reason why you be called a wise person or a foolish person is if you know what you're supposed to do. Just imagine somebody at night, and the person is is what playing football at night. Like imagine there's no lights, no floodlight, and you are playing football. Or your child wakes up at 2 a.m. and the child is going to the football field, and the child is playing. You say, "Oh, brother, this is not the time for you to play football." Eh? Football when the sun is out, you play football. It's about timing. The next question you know is the question to take lives for granted or not. Do you value the truth? Will you deliberately surround yourself with people who are not ashamed to tell you when you are misbehaving? Will you be deliberate enough to surround yourself with people who will not fear you? And when you are misbehaving, don't tell her, Abrantia, oh, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. That's why you must value your parents because generally parents can tell you the truth. That's why mostly in marriages, when one of their when a spouse is misbehaving, they go and call their father or their mother, come and talk to your child. <laughs> because they know that generally you won't call your child a hater. Or you won't call your parent a hater. If you go and bring if I go and bring my best friend to come and talk to my wife, you say, hey, because you are his best friend, you have to talk to the person. But will you value the truth? And the last question is that will you value your position as a child of God? The songwriter says, I won't trade you for silver or gold. You are, you are my everything. I want to just pray to God and so that we are telling God, Father, remind me of these answers when life asks me these questions. The Bible says that when the spirit of truth is come, he will bring into remembrance all things that I have told you. Father, may we not forget the answers to these questions because they are common to man. There no temptation will befall you except that which is common to man. You are not too big to be asked about whether you value your salvation. You are not too glorified. You, as a lady, you'll be given that opportunity to have sex for a position or to say you there with you. Know, you are not too beautiful. Neither are you too ugly. Neither are you too blessed or too not blessed to be asked that question. 
And may God bring these answers to our members in the name of our Lord Jesus. Whenever we are asked, Lord, whether we value the truth, may we remember these questions that we have solved tonight, that the truth is what is important. May we not have itchy ears. May we not gather to ourselves 400 prophets who will tell us, go to Ramon, Gideon, and prosper. May we not have May we not be following vague and useless phrases this world has coined that negative energy, bad energy. May we stick to the word of God. May we be people not like Herod who want to hear only things that are pleasant to our ears. Father, may we never be shy. May we never shy away from the truth. Father, never withhold the truth from us. May we know when to do the right things. But there are answer that there's a time for everything. There's a time for everything. Father, may we know the timings and the seasons of our life. May we know the season to sow, the season to harvest, the season to gather, the season to save, the season to give, the season to give birth, the season to marry, the season to work, the season to rest. But may we know the season of life we are in. In the name of our Lord Jesus, may we not take these truths for granted. May we not take this truth for granted. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we thank you that your word you have given unto us is a demonstration of your love for us. And we thank you that the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. Amen. We thank God so much for this opportunity. And we thank you that you are still around, you are still here. We appreciate your presence. Next to God, we will be looking at the fifth question that life will be asking you. And I'm sure you'll like the last, the next question. But then number six, as always, we deserve the best for the last. <laughs> so remember that we are still giving God our very best and we are only made man nothing but love. And make sure you check our YouTube channel, Renew Your Mind TV. We have interesting sermons from spiritual instructors from Kenya from Nigeria, from Ghana. We are trying to get various African spiritual instructors and just snap it. Visit the channel and God bless you. See you next week and have a good night. Yes, in fact, see you in Bye-bye. If not for